Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You are listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now... Here's Angie Austin with the good news. Hey, it is Angie with the good news, and we do have good news for you today to share. Producer Dave is here, uh, Beatrice, Monique, Cindy, Michelle, Michelle Ron, not the other Michelle. We have two Michelles, and Donna. And so uh, we've got a good news story we're going to share with you all. It's so funny because I'd found an app that cuts all of my kids' apps off or restricts their phones. We spent the entire, uh, you know, segment yesterday that I was planning to share this good news with you, talking about this hour-packed app that cuts off my kids' phones. Oh, I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. All right, so we have a good news story, and it has to do with, uh, teachers, is that right? Yes, it's this teacher. Um, I think she was at an all-girls school. I actually, now that I think about it, I think it was just all girls in her class. Anyway, she was on the Today Show, Matt Lauer and Carson Daly. I didn't know Carson Daly's on the Today Show now. But um, they introduced this girl because uh, she was she went on to social media where she does these kind of uh, affirmation uh, exercises with her class. And this whole thing is like, what if it's too hard? I will push through. What if I can't do it? That's not a thing. And so it's just really cool. I thought you guys would really like it because she is so powerful. And it it's it's amazing what these words of affirmation for yourself will do, especially when you don't hear them from other places. Yes, I love that. And, and oftentimes what we say to ourselves is a lot worse than we would even say to someone we didn't like that much, mm-hmm. that we're really hard on ourselves. So I love the whole positive, you know, it may sound corny, but words of affirmation and how uplifting and encouraging it can be. Earlier this week, we showed you guys the video of a Philadelphia teacher leading her third grade students in an awesome motivational mantra. Let's take a look at the clip that has inspired so many online. What if it's too hard? I'm gonna push through. What if it's too rough? I'm gonna push through. What if you just can't do it? That ain't true. Why? Because I can do anything I put my mind to. How cool is that? I mean, that just gets you going. Well, we thought we could use a little boost today. It's Friday, so ladies and gentlemen, come with me for our surprise guest from Philadelphia, elementary school teacher, Jasmine Wright. Miss Wright, here she is, everybody. Way to go, Miss Wright. How are you? That clip is amazing. Thank you. Were you surprised? It's got three and a half million views on Facebook alone. I was past the point of surprise. You know, I didn't expect anybody but my friends and my family to see the video. And once I found out, the whole world found out about it. it this is really overwhelming. We were so inspired by what you do every day with the kids. We were hoping that we might be able to kind of tap into that a little bit here at the Today Show. Definitely. Well, come Let's on over. Let it. me introduce you to Matt and Savannah. Watch your And step. our crew and everybody here who makes this show possible Hello. every day. Hi. It's so nice How to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. Hi, right. Thank you. Hello. Nice to have you. Nice to be here. I needed to push through on my intro to the Orange Room. I needed <laughs> you. Meanwhile, if you say push through right yeah, now, don't say push through too much. Oh, don't push too much. Be careful. Yeah. So, Jasmine, I'll let you do your thing, but maybe you could kind of help us get it going this morning a little bit. Awesome. Okay. Everybody's energetic. We're yeah. ready? Yeah. Okay. What are we, we going to say? What's our... Okay. So I'm going to say something, and then you're going to respond with, 
I'm going to push through. I'm going, I'm going to, to push, push through. through. Okay. okay. I'm going to push through. Right. Okay. I'm going right. to push you. Oh, it's well, through. No. Push through. <laughs> okay. When your alarm goes off at three in the morning, I'm, I'm going, going to push, push through. through. When your coffee in your cup is just too cold, I'm, I'm going, going to push, push through. through. When your teleprompter makes a mistake, <laughs> I'm, I'm going, going to push through. through. And if you ever feel like you want to give up, I'm, I'm going, going to push, push through. through. Give yourself a hug. We got oh, it. Can yes. we give you a hug? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank nice you. Job. Can I ask You're you awesome. something real quick? Thank you. Yes, sir. You must have had someone who did something like that for you yes. as a young lady. Who was that person? My mother. Nice. My mother is um, my biggest inspiration. When I was a kid, about what five or six years old, she would always tell me, "Make sure you make something." Make sure you make something of yourself before you make something of somebody. Ah. And um, we're really big on words. I do spoken word, and I'm very spiritual. I go to church, and so I have affirmation from the members of my church family as well. So that's incredible what you're beautiful. doing. It's unbelievable. Thank, Thank you. you for sharing it with us. Thank you. I love wow. it. They let her share her faith, by yep. the way, because recently you may have seen the Emmys. And they were laughing about, um, one of the guys said, well, my, my mom doesn't like to um, watch the Emmy because not enough people thank Jesus. And he said, the only white people that thank Jesus are uh, crackheads and something else. He said, I don't know, it was something so stupid. It wasn't, and I'm all for humor. It just wasn't funny. Like I listened to it a couple, I'm like, wow, that's not even funny. Like if you're going to offend people, you might as well make them laugh too. But all he did is make people offended. And so... Um, I, I, it's still politically correct to mock Christians and mock Jesus when in this world so many people are offended, worried about offending people. We have so many offendanistas out there that, um, you know, will grab at anything to say, I'm offended by that. But it, you could go on the Emmys and say the only white, pe white people are always thanking Jesus on, you know, the Emmys or award shows and, and they're just crackheads and whatever. Are you kidding? I, I was so ticked at that. So I love it that she was able to talk about her church, and you could tell she was careful mm -hmm. about how she said it. She said, I'm spiritual, and I have my church family to encourage me. But I love it that they left that in. Right. Uh, uh, another one of our favorite good news reporters allows people to mention faith, which when I was in the news business, a lot of times they would whitewash stories and take any kind of Christian reference out of them, on, and we couldn't talk about Jesus on the news. Once I heard uh, Rick Warren, he was the keynote speaker, and I absolutely, first words out of his mouth for the convention conference that he was uh, talking to us about he's his words were be bold about Christ Christ will take care of the other end and I love that. that because mm -hmm. so many of us are at the at the time I was writing a composition to enter for a contest and I was afraid to mention Christian faith and so forth and he said that statement I came home rewrote the thing one and uh, you know it's just interesting yeah, Christ yeah. will take care of the other end and and yes you do it tactfully and yes you do it from the heart and it has to be real yada 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 but don't be so afraid to not say anything. Yeah. I was offended by um, pushing through cold coffee. I'm sorry, but I'm going to push through to the microwave and nuke that stuff because life is too short for cold coffee. I like cold coffee. I don't understand the whole cold coffee thing. of iced coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and when I pull up to Dunkin' Donuts, even in the summertime, uh -huh. they see my car, they're like, you want a hot? I'm yes. like, yes. Extra. I want you a like hot extra hot. I do not want an iced coffee. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cute. cute. So do you know, does he, she spell her name W-R-I-G-H-T? Any yep. idea? 
I don't. I'm I'll, sorry. I'll I'd Google have to look it, it up. She's we'll, a we'll, teacher. Oh. We'll get the spelling yeah. later thank on that you. in the commercial. <laughs> we'll get to the spelling oh, in the thank commercial. You. you know, talking about pushing through and not giving up, I, I was just smiling looking at my Facebook page because um, two of my girlfriends in San Diego had just um, that I worked with in the news business down there. We worked at the Fox station. And uh, uh, one of them, she's now in her early 50s. She didn't get married until like a year or two ago. And she'd had several failed adoption attempts. And I'm smiling because she never gave up. And here she is with the judge. And she said, I thought my heart would leap out of my body when I heard the judge say those magic words, Duke, you are now legally and officially Dale and Renee's son. Oh, sweet. And I also look at him and I thank his mom for not terminating the pregnancy and allowing someone to have that beautiful little boy. Duke because they had a couple of deals where they had a son and they were there at the hospital in one case and they um, the, the, the birth mother changed her mind and a couple of other instances where they thought they'd get some foster kids and they didn't and she never gave up so she kept pushing through and she is one of the most positive people I've ever met in my life and she was traumatically sexually abused as a child and she speaks about that and she was not able to have children mm-hmm. and so this is a dream come true. I mean look at her face for goodness mm-hmm. sake I can barely talk it makes me so happy for her Amen. and my That's other true. friend Linda uh, Linda uh, wrote to me this morning and she's coming out to Colorado from San Diego uh, for a job interview and uh, she said she just did a post so she was an anchor woman with me and she's the beautiful blonde in the middle um, and she was one of the most kind generous wonderful people I ever met so I worked with her like 20 years ago and we've kept in touch both Renee and Linda they've even been roommates at times and uh, Uh, So Linda said to me today, she goes, well, here, I'll redo what she said, because this is talk about pushing through. She's got two kids to support, and she'd had, you know, pretty decent paying anchor jobs for many years, and a really nice house in San Diego. They have a pool in the backyard, but now she's supporting these kids on her own, and she wrote to me, uh, I wrote a blog last week that I posted to Facebook called From Delivering News to Delivering Pizza. My stomach hurt a little when I pressed post, but felt good to be authentic. Um, she said she um, she's going in this afternoon to deliver pizzas wearing fake eyelashes because I'm emceeing an awards ceremony for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, Angie, but I've got to deliver pizzas first because I have to take care of my kids and pay my oh. bills. Oh. Mm-hmm. That really resonates yeah. with you, doesn't it? I mean, just working so hard as young as you were. You know that you can I did identify it though, like with that early in my career. Right, where people say I got ahead with a toilet brush. You know that I worked my <laughs> way up, and so you know I was a cleaning gal at Boulder Community Hospital, and I was in college, and I worked seven days a week, and went to school, graduated with honors, and I kept that job for seven years, and then I worked my way up to doing the um, um, all the operating room, you know, um, uh, utensils or whatever, you know, all the equipment for yeah. the OR. Uh, but with that said, with Linda, it's pretty. Um, uh, humbling to have been on the news in San Diego and then you deliver a pizza to somebody's house and they say, hey, aren't you Linda Martin from the news? And the wow. fact that she isn't hiding this, she posted it. And I said to her, you know, a lot of my radio friends are working for Lyft, like on the side to make extra money yeah. because the business has changed so much. And one of our buddies on our sister station, he does um, Uber like through the night and early morning hours. 
and um, uh, Dan, and uh, I, I, I hire Dan, you know, when I need a, a ride for family or whatever, because I know he's out there doing this to support his family. So he might do um, 40 hours a week doing that and then 40 hours uh, working on Rush to Reason mm. to support his family. And I said, Linda, I really admire you for doing what you need to do to support your kids. I would do the same thing. I would deliver pizzas as well if I needed to. Amen. You do, you do whatever, whatever you have to do to to support your family and you're an example to your family and friends when i was getting my master's um in 1985 i took on extra jobs and um one of them was working at mcdonald's and so i was teaching during the day and then i worked at mcdonald's and i loved it i absolutely loved it um you love everything. Oh, but <laughs> but my daughter, who was a freshman in college at the time, had just met this great guy, and she was bringing him home, and um, she said to me, now, Mom, don't you tell him that you work at McDonald's. I said, you know what, honey? I'm going to bring you a cheeseburger, and I'll bring, <laughs> I'll bring him an ice cream cone, and do you want two of them? But don't you ever look down on anybody that works right. that. Never, never. Mm-hmm. I will do it to the best of my ability, and, and it gives you, um, it tells you what other people are doing. I, and I do love to work. I, I, I and enjoy And there's no that. job that's not no, worthy okay. of doing it. You're well, going to take what's the paycheck. His name? What's his name from the old Cosby show? Yes, I, was just, I love yes, that. Yes. He said Loved that it. we need to honor, you know, people of, you know, work, working mm-hmm. people. We need to honor them. And the, so he was, you're right, and I posted this. I'm going to go back Good. to my Facebook page because um, people were shaming the Cosby show actor, mm-hmm. uh, Jeffrey, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head, for taking this job at Trader Joe's. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, he recognized said, him. we need to honor people that work what what there's no shame in any job mm-hmm. right and now of course he's gotten a bunch of job offers he's doing a couple of different things now um he's, he's getting ready to be jeffrey in a feature owens. film yeah jeffrey, jeffrey owens, owens. Yeah. yeah he's getting ready to be film. in a feature film and tyler, um, perry, and tyler perry hired him to work on the own uh, network oprah's yes. network yes. a series he's doing and he's doing that as well and uh but he he right. and, and tyler perry said i admire somebody that'll take these other jobs in order to keep doing the work of acting and right. jeffrey said he hadn't had a an acting job that lasted more than 10 weeks since mm-hmm. the Cosby show. And I knew because of Bill Cosby's allegations, a lot of networks had pulled those shows. So those actors who did nothing lost their residual checks. That's right. Oh. right? That's right. And, and he, he works at Trader Joe's now. Well, he, he did quit he because did. of all the attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he'd been there for about a year. Bagging groceries and stuff, you know, wearing his stained shirt, you know, bagging groceries, working alongside everybody else. And there was no shame in his game. Not and I like that. He's very bright. Yeah. And I liked how he presented it. Like, there's no shame in my game for having a job that pays the bills while I'm trying to stay, you know, an actor. Right. 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 And, that was great. and that's something that God, God doesn't want us to be shameful and prideful. That's right. So, and that was my girlfriend posting that post from delivering the news to delivering pizzas. I mean, she was on the air in San Diego for 20 years at some of wow. the big stations in the morning. You know, that was her job. That's how people know her in that community. I'm very hopeful that she gets to move out here, you know, to Colorado uh, with her, her boys. I, I'd be thrilled to, you know, be able to help her get established and set up here. Amen. And it's, it shocks me that someone with her skills is having difficulty finding work. Uh, but that, you know, does happen. You know, my co-host on my other program um, lost his job about a year ago and hasn't really been, you know, had a, lot, a, a difficult time finding something else. And he's one of the most talented people I've ever worked with. It's a different world we're in today. You know, it's everything's changing so quickly. And if we're not changing with 
the world as it goes, then we will find ourselves out there and not even able to support ourselves. And so I applaud people that go out there and, and do whatever, you know, take an Uber job, take a Lyft job and do your thing because time is short. You don't know, you know, when you're going to fall into ill health. You know, you don't know when you may lose your life and your family may have to support themselves and they're not ready for that. So if people can go out and get an Uber job, go for it. I don't want to drive Uber because Uber didn't pay enough money. Mm-hmm. They've been there, done that. <laughs> I, I love well, one of our other friends, you know, Eric is um, from Experience Pros Radio. He's driving for Lyft now, and he's so personable. Um, he's also doing his consulting mm-hmm. business and this, that, and the other. He has other things going on, but that is good extra money. He says that he works, gosh, did he say eight hours a week? It was a little amount, and he said he makes an extra couple grand a month, and he does wow. a thank you card. He buys these thank you cards at the dollar store, and he gives them to the people that write with a little info on him and how to That's contact good. him next time if they want to personally request right. him. And he said it's helped increase um, his tips significantly, and he gave a percentage. And he said anybody you know that drives for Lyft or whatever, um, you know, have them get in touch with me, you know, about what I've been doing to increase my income working oh. for them. Yeah, well, did you, you know that? Did you know our for, former radio pal was working for Lyft? Yeah, he sat in for John uh, while he was on vacation a couple months back. Yeah, and no shame That's in awesome. his game either. Good you know what you. I mean? Like, I'm, I, I love it that we're starting to be, like, almost proud of, what do they call it when you have that? What's the second job called? It's not moonlighting now. They call it something else oh. when you're... There's like lingo for it now. I wish I remember what it was, but it's like this the side the side gig side hustle. Yeah, the side hustle. Side hustle. That's it. Side hustle. But a lot of people have a side hustle now, yeah. and there's no shame in their game. Cindy has a full on. I wouldn't call it a side hustle, but she's like a jewelry designer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she yeah. designed jewelry for Saks and a lot of other places. And some of her friends have been like, "Wow, that's really pretty. I'd like that." And she's like, "Well, why couldn't I have a side hustle? She didn't even have to have a so main I'm thinking hustle." Thinking of going back though to it. Good for you. Good for you. I'm I'm, I'm not ready to reveal all of it yet, but I'm getting ready to do some stuff that people are probably going to be like, what? (laughs) You can turn 60. Yes, I am, baby. And I'm going to move on, you know, because I've got to do things differently now that my husband's gone. So don't despise us. Encourage us. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. just tell us, hey, keep going. You're doing a good job because we got to do what we got to do. Yeah, we all we do. We're going to do the 60 hustle. Uh, The 60 hustle. Yeah, I like that. You mere youngster. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. And and a lot of times it's just people thinking, okay, you're not doing what I would expect you to do. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's out of the ordinary and you're messing everything up because it's, it's comfort. It's comfortable. Yeah, it's comfortable to do what we've always it's done. Com- and, and for other people around you as yes. well, it's so comfortable for you to do what you've always done because mm-hmm. of the way it makes them mm-hmm. feel. And then it's like, no. And sometimes people don't, um, they don't encourage you because they love you and they don't want you to fail and they mm-hmm. can't embrace your new thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Or they think right. it's risky or don't give up that guaranteed right. thing, yeah. you know. And I have to say it's freeing to have the freedom like mm-hmm. you do, Cindy, now at this point in your career in life that you can do whatever you want. You know, it is freeing. Um, I always, I have this saying in my own head and I've been, and this is my truth actually in my life. I've been rags to riches to rags to riches to rags to riches. <laughs> yes, you Honestly, have, probably three you, times. You have. <laughs> and I have some of your stuff from the rags days and the riches days.
case. <laughs> She's like, I got too much stuff but... from all my rags to riches trips. <laughs> got a bag right down there, girlfriend. <laughs> I know, I know, I <laughs> but um, with that said, I, I, I had to cross a boundary in my own head of accepting that space. Mm -hmm. And when I did, every single person, no matter what level of life I knew them from, which is many, accepted me mm -hmm. when I accepted myself. Good. So good. on we go. That's right. And you know what? And I find my friends it. that have done this rags to riches thing and all of us in here, part of the reason, because I picked all of you individually. <laughs> Seriously. Mm -hmm. And we were all out for lunch recently. And when I, we went through our stories and what our plans are, and I was like, wow, is God working in our lives? And I thought, Angie, even though this, this is more of a ministry, this show, this hasn't been like an income for me per se. I've kept this going because I feel like I hope you listening get inspired by some of the women and what we've been through. We Beatrice are real. Beatrice is sitting are. here in front of me who just lost her husband. And she came in here to be with us today. And what I found was I sat in that circle. And didn't I say, Cindy, I said, I think doing the good news, if I, if nothing came out of it, but this circle right here and what we've helped each other with, how we've grown in our relationships, it would be worth it. But I hope you benefit as well listening and that you hear the women's stories and their testimonies and some of the good news and that you have hope and that you know that Jesus is real and you know that he can help you and that you know he can be a foundation in your life because without him, I never would have made it. Amen. Amen. Yeah, we'll be right back. The good news of Jesus for you in high definition radio and streaming at 670kltt.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hi, it's Angie. Hey, do you have a lot of things around your house you want to get rid of? My husband wants me to get rid of anything and everything that is in his way. 303-238-JANE. I love ARC. They help people in our community. Every dollar you spend helps, and everything you donate helps. 303-238-JANE. They bring a truck right to my house. I actually have them come every well, month or two, and it is so helpful to get that place cleaned out because you know what? My husband's a lot nicer to me when I donate things, and who better to donate to than ARC? 303-238-JANE and arcthrift.org for a location near you if you just want to drop a few things off and do a little shopping. arcthrift.org, shopping with a purpose. I love Ark. Having fun in the mountains is easy year-round with YMCA of the Rockies. Come fill your autumn days and nights with our exciting programs and entertaining activities. This year at the YMCA of the Rockies, there is something for everyone during our Fall Fest weekends, starting September 22nd, on September 29th, and also on October 6th. The fun never stops at the YMCA of the Rockies Fall Fest weekends. This year, we have hay rides, square dancing, pumpkin painting, and a ton more fall games and activities. YMCA of the Rockies is an ideal family vacation located in a stunning environment that helps build healthy minds, bodies, and spirits for all. At the YMCA of the Rockies, we love to provide real bonding experiences for families of all sizes. Go to ymcarockies.org. Fill your fall with fun, exciting, and affordable family adventures at YMCA of the Rockies. Go to ymcarockies.org to book your stay today. Hey, it is Angie along with the Good News Gals. We've got Beatrice here and Monique and Michelle and Donna. So we have writers and speakers, real estate, beauty, and uh, a lot of us speak together. Donna, That's Michelle, right. and uh, Beatrice and I, we've done many Christian women's conferences. And Monique's got a book she's been working on. So 
We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, I'm really excited because I have producer Dave, as you know, a co-host by the name of Michael Palka. And I think it's a real God thing that he and I got paired up together because he's extremely talented and very bright. And he's been in the business for many years. He worked in New York City and he and Glenn Beck were best friends for years. And he worked for Glenn Beck's network. Well, a year ago, he lost his job. And I thought, well, this dude's going to get hired in five minutes. And so he didn't. And I said, well, would you like to be my co-host? And so any one that he has introduced me to in the past has been pretty exceptional in terms of guests. So I've become acquainted with a woman I feel really blessed to have in my life. Her name is Wendy Patrick. And get this, Wendy's an attorney. She has her Ph.D., uh, she has a degree in theology, which I think is where the Ph.D. is. Uh, she speaks on uh, uh, on red flags and threats, and she'll speak with uh, uh, you know law enforcement about things to look for. She's also a Christian, and she's a concert violinist as well. Wow! And so she'll be in front of like you know uh, big, huge crowds playing the violin, maybe at the beginning of like uh, a football game or something like that. So attorney, <coughs> theologian. PhD um, and also concert and she's she's a she's an expert uh, when it comes to talking about various news topics and legal topics because she's a prosecutor in San Diego so Wendy Patrick did I adequately convey some of the things you do because I have to be honest with you like I've known you for a couple of years now and I'm really kind of blown away when I go into your bio Angie, I don't know that I can live up to that absolutely gracious introduction. All you need to know about me is I am a servant of the Most High who equips me to do everything else that you've mentioned. <laughs> I mean, uh, when I look at the, you went to Wales, Trinity, uh, St. David, you got your Master's of Divinity, and you graduated um, summa cum laude. Uh, uh, wow. Hmm. It's impressive, girl. Well, you know, I, I'll tell you, every single one of us, has a, a, a list of accomplishments a mile long, and for a lot of people, it's family, it's personal accomplishments. You know that everybody is that well-equipped. And Angie, I just think it takes time to read the other people's bios. When we do, we're always impressed with other people's things, <laughs> other people's accomplishments. And I love the fact that, you know, your show is about talking about good news. And it is with all these different types of ways we equip ourselves that we're able to then share the good news. Well, you know, when uh, you know we spoke earlier today, um, we because uh, we, we talk to each other about once a week for interviews on various topics, uh, whether it be the Supreme Court or something going on that has a legal angle to it. And uh, I, I said to you, um, wow, I'm impressed. And you said, well, Angie, this is so fitting that we end up both being Christians and your show is about this because this is all possible through the Lord. So as the good news gals all sit here, they may join in and ask you a question as well. I just wanted to get a little bit of your testimony because finding out um, into our you know professional relationship that you were a Christian and you're, it, you're, the interviews you do with many of the news organizations you know are free because you know you have a career and a job you don't have to do this why did you get into this line of work and why do you com feel compelled to uh, you know get a positive message out there well you know I've, I've always been a believer I was raised as a Catholic um, but really experienced a period of spiritual renewal radically as a matter of fact as an adult learning more about a personal walk with Jesus Christ so I became more of a non-denominational Christian, but it was more of a calling than that. And Angie, I don't know if you know, some people think I went to seminary when I was super young. I actually went to seminary when I was in my 30s, when I was already a prosecutor. So I love I that. Went, I know. So I went at night uh, to school four days a week for three years, and 
then after that, again, called to continue to get my Ph.D., and then I went through the entire rigorous ordination process to become formally ordained as a, a Christian minister. But then when you, you loop it back to your question about my job, you know, Christianity is an evidence-based religion. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not just thoughts and feelings and meditation. No, it's well documented fact, and I I share this a lot with my unbelieving friends that know me as a prosecutor, a career prosecutor, mind you. I won't tell you how long, because then I might give my age away to the listeners, but suffice it to say, I've been at this a very long time, and there is so much evidence for all the claims that Christianity makes. I often relish the opportunity to share with some of my hard-headed legal minds the colleagues, because they will. They are more receptive to listening to somebody like me, whom they've known for years, than maybe even somebody they just meet on the street that wants to talk a little bit about, if you don't repent, you're going to hell. I think there's more credibility coming from a, a field that is, in fact, based exactly on that. Evidence. Evidence, yeah, and like you said, when they've worked with you and they respect you professionally, they're more likely to listen to your evidence when it comes to Jesus, because many of us speak from, you know, I speak from emotion a lot. And I was reading something, too, and I'm curious about this, because working in the news business, it was very hard, I think, on me at times as a mom and, like, you know, crimes against children. And I know that you are uh, apparently deemed by your peers as one of the top 10 criminal attorneys in San Diego. Uh, You've completed over 160 trials, probably more by now, ranging from hate crimes to domestic violence to first-degree murder. But then as I was going into it more, it says, you've prosecuted sexually violent predators, human traffickers, stalkers, rapists, and child molesters. How does your faith play into this? These are very difficult things to deal with and know the details of child molesters, human traffickers, sexually violent predators. You're dealing with the most evil, you know, segment that many would believe in our society. How, how do you reconcile your faith in the midst of all of that? How does it help you or does it make you question things? Because that's, that's, come on, that's tough. Yeah, you know, I, I often refer to that as a dark side ministry. Is For whatever reason, I've spent the majority of my career prosecuting the worst of the worst, li- listening and watching and hearing about things that nobody should ever have to hear about, much less experience. And details, but Wendy. God, you, you know like the, the details. The gory details, the gory details. That's absolutely right. But God is in all of that. And, you know, you think, well, how can that be? But that just gets back to the unanswerable how come bad things happen to good people questions. Mm -hmm. God is in that, and he is a God of justice. And that's part of where my role comes in, is having been equipped to be able to listen and watch and hear about all of that in, in detail and pursue justice for those survivors. Somebody has to do this work. Most people wouldn't want to do it. Most people, even if they want to be prosecutors, would rather be you know, going after corrupt politicians or burglaries or robberies. But this really is the worst of the worst. But it's bringing light to those victims. It's actually giving them a voice that they've never had before. I mean, think about it. When do we ever hear about this on the news? When it involves somebody who's high profile, somebody who's a celebrity or a politician or a big name. I cannot tell you how many cases just like that 
I deal with every day. They fly under the radar because they don't involve famous people, but they are every bit as important to God because he doesn't play favorites. So my job and the job of my colleagues, and, and as a Christian, is to actually bring hope to the hopeless and a voice to the voiceless. And that's what it's been my privilege to do. That's been my spiritual gift that I've had the opportunity to use wow. and to serve in that capacity for decades. We'll just say decades so we don't get into exactly how long I've been well, at It makes day. me want to cry when to give, you know, a, a voice to the helpless and hope to the hopeless. Uh, we do have a question from one of the Good News gals, Monique Davis. Go ahead, Monique. Well, not more of a, hi, Miss Wendy, how are you doing? Hi, Monique. Pleasure to speak with you. You as well. Um, it's not really a question. Um, it's more of a comment and I just want to say thank you because that's what I feel like I'm, I'm called to do to give people like myself a voice because I was raped when I was four years old by my 16 year old cousin and it took mm. my voice for so long Miss Wendy oh, and yeah. a lot of people don't understand when I tell them you know that God didn't put me here to be raped, but he promised me that everything that the devil meant for bad, he would turn it around for my good. And through Amen. and through my walk with that, um, God has really worked on me about with forgiveness. So that's mm. one of the things that I always tell women. You know, I blame myself for so long. You know, what was it? that attracted him to me? What was it that made him want to do that to me? And I I first had to forgive myself for blaming myself oh, for so man. many years. And then mm -hmm. I had to take it even a step further where God said, you have, you have to forgive him because he didn't understand the ramifica ramifications of what he was doing in the spirit. So wow. I had to even take it a step further. And God really worked on me for about um, two years tell him you know about forgiveness and he took me to the scripture where it says if you don't forgive then your heavenly father will not forgive you so in order to be forgiven we must forgive mm -hmm. so that was something that i really had to learn and i tell women all the time you have to forgive yourself that's the first step to forgiveness you got to forgive yourself because i blame myself for um 30 years you know it, wow. was, it was my fault it was my fault because you know when after it happened that's what my mother said to me at four years old you know what what did you do what did you do what did you do oh boy that's so, hard so that was embedded in me but you know i had to go to god and god was like just like he he when adam told god he was naked and god was like who told you that so that's what God mm. said to me. He said, who told you that you are those things that happened to you in your life? So yeah. I just want to wow, thank that's you. powerful testimony. I just want to thank you for giving women a voice because mm. it, it, it does. It steals your voice. It takes everything from you. You know, Wendy, we have another question, but I just wanted to say, you said, what's your other show about, meaning the good news, this show? And I said, well, testimonies. And, you know, Monique, much like myself, we have created 
uh, better childhoods for our children than we had. That was kind of my goal to create a better environment because I grew up around alcoholism and violence and things like that. And Monique's got three daughters. Her husband played for the NFL, and they've created a loving, wonderful Christian environment for her girls that she didn't have and during her early childhood until she went to be with her grandmother. So that's what this is about, how the Lord can really wonderful. transform and bring you up from the ashes. Go ahead, Michelle. Michelle's Miss Senior America 2004. She's a teacher, and uh, she is fantastic. Oh, and, and Angie's my best encourager. Hello, Miss Mindy. Goodness. Thank you. I just have a quick, uh, well, it's not a quick question, but um, a little bit of background before I ask the question. I have, uh, I've been very active in MOPS, Mothers of Preschoolers, and um, I have a dear, dear person who is, I believe she's 28 at this particular time, long story short, had postpartum and um, the baby is living with Jesus and now. Uh, but she as, um, is in prison for eight years and um, even though she had support from family, from her husband, there were things leading up to this, and so forth and so forth. My question to you as a prosecutor because I watched as this case went into the court, um, no matter how many testimonies came to to try to support uh, this gal who is repentive by all means, she has been sentenced to an incredible stint in jail. And as a prosecutor for you, and especially as a Christian, I'm... I'm just so glad to hear that I'm assuming that you look at each case individually um, and each case as it goes. I didn't feel that happened in this particular friend of mine. So I thank you in that respect. Yeah, one comment I'll make about that. There's lots of cases that um, that illustrate the fact that there are either patterns make the predator where somebody is consistently breaking the law or somebody has a terrible lapse of judgment due right. to circumstances, drugs, anger, alcohol, you name it. One of the other things that I, I emphasize as a Christian lawyer is that there's God's law and man's law. Okay. My job is to enforce the consequences of the law. God forgives the sin. So it's almost like the consequences of the sin fall to the criminal justice system in terms of legal consequences. The eternal consequences of the sin are wiped clean right. by God. And, and that yep. is one of the reasons there are so many prison conversions right. among inmates that are serving LWAP sentences, life without the possibility of parole, is they're serving the consequences of mm -hmm. their sin according to man's law, looking forward to mm -hmm. the consequences of having been forgiven under God's law. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for bringing up that example. Mm -hmm. All right. Donna is an author and speaker holding a women's conference soon, overwhelmed. And Donna, you have a question for Wendy. Yes. Uh, Dr. Wendy, got a question for you about just... Uh, helping me reconcile our legal system. Um, <laughs> In five words or less. Yes. There we go. And you don't have very much time. No. Um, it just I've seen so much. Uh, I have a sister who um, deals with schizophrenia, and um, her psychiatrist had to call social services on uh, my parents and uh, just in a bad situation and the case was closed and you know I see a lot of stories like this um, where you feel like justice doesn't happen or prevail 
And so I kind of lose hope in our legal system. And so I'm sure you've seen both sides of it, but maybe you can help me reconcile so I'm not as jaded about, you know, the whole legal system. And I love that you are advocating and out there and a believer and doing all that you're doing. Love, love that, sister. So thank you. Um, But if you can give me a little insight, that would be good. Well, that, you know, that you asked the question exactly the right way, is the people that make these complaints don't have that insight because processes are done behind closed doors and there's confidentiality and there's so much that goes on behind the scenes. It's actually sort of, an, your question illustrates the nationwide frustration that we don't know more about what's going on at our national level because the FBI and police organizations and prosecutors' offices and even in civil firms, everything is masked with confidentiality or we would compromise the integrity of any investigation we ever did. The result of that sometimes is people feeling like their complaints weren't taken seriously. Now, there certainly are cases where that's the simple explanation. Maybe there are agencies around the country that are overworked, things sit too long in an inbox, people are callous, the wrong people are working in different positions. But Far and wide, what I found traveling the country, and I speak all over the country about, you know, the law and prosecutors and teaching and this and that, that most people are good and really value doing justice and making justice affordable to everyone. And, like the last question I got, making sure both sides are represented, the aggravants and the mitigating circumstances surrounding why somebody did what they did. But, you know, your question about it just doesn't seem like sometimes people are taking things seriously or sometimes if you knew more about what was actually happening behind the scenes, you would understand. I think sometimes there's a communication breakdown in that people that are working in the criminal justice system don't give people like you or anybody else that brings a complaint to light the kind of insight that would make them understand why something. Sometimes it's as easy as, well, there's a standard of proof that that can't be met under these facts. That actually is the hardest conversation I ever have to have as a prosecutor is explaining to a rape victim, I believe you, but the evidence isn't there for me to charge this case. That mm-hmm. is the worst conversation yes. that a prosecutor ever has to have with a victim. That it's not about believing what happened. It's about legally and ethically being held to the standards that I am. I've got to be able to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt in court before I charge it. That's my burden. Right. So sometimes it's just that level of communication isn't there that would make people understand it's not that we don't take it seriously. We do take it seriously, but we need the quantity of evidence that we need in order to go forward. Well, Wendy, I also want to mention uh, your uh, website, Wendy Patrick, Ph.D., and your book, Red Flags, Frenemies, Underminers, and Ruthless People. We'd love to have you back, and we can talk about your book as well. Does that sound good? Oh, that sounds great, Andy and, and, and Angie, and I love the, the Good News Girls. You had great questions. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, and thank for you. sharing, and for sharing. Three of them were sharing experiences. Actually, all of them were, and I love sharing all of that. Thank you so much. Thank you, Wendy. You're a real blessing to me as well. Thank you. Okay, thank you. We'll be right back with the good news.
All right, I have Melissa. She's an ambassador with ARC. You know I love ARC. I get great deals there, but the money goes back to the community and helps so many people. Melissa, tell me about ARC. ARC is just an amazing foundation who helps people with intellectual disabilities, and it's just amazing. I love working there. I've worked there for almost five years. Well, and I feel like there's a family environment there. Now, when I shop at ARC, we always say shopping with a purpose. So let's say I spend $10 at ARC, but how does it help other people? When you buy stuff at the ARC, it helps people with intellectual disabilities. It helps the community. I like working at the ARC thrift store. It's really fun. So well, I think you have such a fantastic personality. I think one of the best things about ARC are the ambassadors like yourself because I think you guys are the heart of the organization. And I find so much positivity and encouragement. And I want ARC to come to my house with a truck. What do I call? You call 303-238-JANE. Again, the number is 303-238-JANE. The website is arcthrift.org. Again, it's arcthrift.org. You rock, Melissa. Thank you for coming in to talk to me about art. Hi, it's Angie. Thanks so much for listening to the good news. If you like the good news program and you'd like to support us, we need to partner up with businesses to keep this show going. I'd really like to keep it on the air and I need advertisers in order to do that. And I'd love to partner with you and help you build your business or your website. Maybe you're a nonprofit and you'd like to do an interview and you'd like to donate to us so that we can help you get donations as well. AngieAustinRadio.com. AngieAustinRadio.com. Just click on contact me. I would love to partner up with you. I think this is a great program. We've been on the air for about seven years now, and I think a lot of people have gotten a ray of sunshine and some faith and even a little fun from this program. So if you'd like to support us, please go to AngieAustinRadio.com. We would like to help you build your business or nonprofit as well. AngieAustinRadio.com and click on contact. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to help you build your business. Angie Austin here. Welcome back. Well, school is back in session, and uh, I don't know about you, but I've got three kids, two after-school study tables, five sports and trumpet lessons, and so I need a little help. We have tech lifestyle expert Carly Noblock coming to the rescue, and she's got smart devices and tech that can help us. All right, Carly, I could use a little help. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, that's a lot. You have a lot going on with those kids. Um, Thank you guys so much for having me back. I've partnered with a few of my favorite brands, so hopefully they'll make your life easier for this uh, back-to-school time. All right, so let's start start with a couple of ideas for parents who are on the go, much like you and I. Yeah, so, you know, I love listening to music. I'm constantly, but, you know, I don't like to have my ears covered when I'm pushing a stroller or I'm jogging in the neighborhood. So the Trex Air by Aftershocks are these really interesting headphones. They actually sit on your cheekbones just in front of your ear, and they use bone conduction technology to transit this great-sounding music directly into your inner ear without covering your outer ear. So you are you can hear uh, noises in your environment, and it helps you stay safe, like traffic or things like that. Um, they're really awesome. They're available at aftershocks.com, Best Buy, REI, and also local running stores. Um, so I love those. And then, you know, moms are these amazing multitaskers, so they need apps that can multitask too. Mm-hmm. I really am enjoying this app called Wave. It's spelled W-E-Y-V, and it packs music and magazines, children's ebooks, and soon podcasts all into one app. So it's a must download for traveling with kids, everything from carpool to cross-country trips. Um, it's COPPA compliant, uh, which is the, um, you know, the regulation that makes sure that your kids are not exposed to explicit content. 
Um, so you can feel really comfortable giving it to your kids, but it also has great media for every member of your family. All right, Carly, you mentioned it's spelled W-E-Y-V. Do you have any deals? Yeah, absolutely. Right now you can get two months of the family plan for free by, by visiting weyv.com and entering the promo code BTS mom. BTS mom, like back to school mom. BTS mom is the code. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Uh, and then how can tech help in the home? You got any ideas for that? Absolutely. You know, studies show, more and more studies show that lighting can really help affect mood and productivity. When you've got two teenagers like I do, you definitely need help in those departments. So the Philips Hue Starter Kit, it lets you get smart with your lighting. You can dial up crisp white light when you want kids to concentrate on their homework. You can dial up warmer tones when it's time to help them wind down and get to bed. You can even choose from 16 million colors to make story time so much fun. Um, And you can get them at meethue.com, Amazon, Best Buy, or Home Depot. Excellent. All right, so with all the uh, tech, I'm really worried about and have been working on uh, protecting our family online. How do we go about doing that? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, 73% of kids own a personal smartphone now, right? So we're all really concerned about it. Allstate has created a safety tool called HiddenWorldOfData.com that has tons of information about how you can protect not just your kids, but your whole family against common data privacy and security concerns, including social sharing, location services, online shopping, and banking. You can check it out at HiddenWorldOfData.com so that you can protect your online life as well as you do your offline life. All right. So personally, I have to ask you a question about printers because I've just, you know, the kids will print out, you know how this rolls, like a hundred things that they want to stick on their wall. And all of a sudden, like the printer's not working. And I'm like, girl, I said to my daughter, you can't print out a hundred puppy pictures. We need this for like homework (laughs) in our life. So do you have a great printer for the home? I do. I do. And it's so funny that you say that because I feel like this time of year, they are, they're printing out things to decorate their binders and their walls. And and you're printing out like permission slips and, and, and forms and things like that. I'm printing more than ever now. So um, I have this great printer called the Brother Inkvestment Tank Compact All-in-One. It helps keep costs down, and you know how expensive those printer cartridges can be. It actually has refillable ink tanks. And inside the box, when you buy the printer, there's one year's worth of ink inside the box. So it really helps keep costs down. Um, It also has this great feature so that you don't get caught with a lot of puppy pictures and no ink to uh, do your big um, book report or history essay, because it has this page gauge feature that always gives you a a page readout on the little touch screen on the printer so you can be confident that you won't run out of ink and you can find it at retailers like Staples and Best Buy online and in stores. Awesome. All right, Carly, where can we go for more info on all of this? Yeah, for more information, you can go to killerapps.com. Killerapps.com. Thank you, Carly. Yeah, thank you. All right, Carly, you mentioned it's spelled W-E-Y-V. Do you have any deals? Yeah, absolutely. Right now, you can get two months of the family plan for free by by visiting weyv.com and entering the promo code BTSMOM. BTS Mom, like back to school mom. BTS Mom is the code. Awesome. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com.